Hi everyone, today is December 30th, 2017, and this is a dual assessment, your podcast for Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links. My name is Green Ranger. And I'm Deck Tech. It's almost time for 2018, so Happy New Year, everyone. That's right. Uh, yep. And it's a bit of a lull again. It seems like we're saying this every week, but there isn't a ton going on in Duel Links, mostly because everyone's busy, I think, but there are a lot of new things coming to the game, including a new box, which is expected today. So, um, Deck Tech, what have you been up to? Yeah, like you said, it, it's been a little bit hard to get into the game, I guess. Um, there's a lot going on this time of year, and um, so I haven't played a ton. I've been doing the event very casually. I'm not nearly as, like, I'm not through it even the first time yet. Um, and I've been grinding bones, and I've been hopping into PvP a little bit. And actually, the best deck for me that I've played was the one that you suggested last week, which is a combination of Ancient Gears and Cyber Angels. It's like a weird little hybrid that um, was, I, I think I went 5-0 with it so far or something. And, um, you know, just very casually made it up to, I think, Legend 2. I only have about 20 wins on the season, so... Uh, I'm going to try to play at least until that first super rare over these next couple of days. I think I should be able to manage like 10 more games, but um, it depending on how streaky it gets, how lucky and, and you know how it all goes, how much time I have to play, I might end up making a king of game push, but I might just call this a seasonal wash and be okay with that. How's about you? Where are you at? Actually, let's talk about you for a second. Since you don't have a Hearthstone podcast, let's, let's, tell, let's tell everyone what you did there. <laughs> Uh, well, okay. Uh, I hit the, I guess, uh, part of the reason why I wasn't playing as much Duel Links is I was cheating on it with Hearthstone, and I did hit Legend again. Uh, this is actually my third time hitting Legend in Hearthstone, but this is the first time in a long time, because, um, you know, life gets in the way and work, and my new condo is a much longer commute to and from work, so I have a lot less time to play just any of my games. And then I picked up Duel Links as well this year, of course. So uh, it was nice to get back into kind of a little bit more of a serious side of Hearthstone for one month anyway. Cool. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. a lot harder than getting King of Games and Legend. I could just... Well, I, I've never even gotten it in Hearthstone. So it's just, it's just a lot more volume of games, right? Yeah, I think the volume is higher... at Certainly higher than it was, like... I think the, my second King of Games yeah. when I got Cyber Angels and I got King of Games in like 40 games. That's definitely not even possible on the Hearthstone side. Uh, but also, of course, Hearthstone games tend to take longer. They're yeah. they're like 10 to 15 minute games or something like that, whereas Duel Links games can be done in like two minutes. So um, it's a different type of challenge. You don't have to have a five in a row or anything like that, which it can definitely be its own frustrating and um, unique challenge, but it is more of a time commitment. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'll talk about me now. Uh, I've been getting some games in. I should get a hundred by today. Uh, I probably would have gotten it yesterday if they weren't if they didn't have maintenance uh, in the middle of the night. But um, ninety-five <laughs> wins. Legend two. If I lose another, I'll bet back in Legend one again. So I'm I'm kind of just bouncing around. Uh, playing six samurai. That's probably the the best deck I've played this month. I played like over ten decks this month. I just you know didn't stick with anything. 
I'll get the oh. UR ticket. I probably won't get 120 for the SR, which kind of sucks, but uh, two black Brachios is good enough, so I don't really care. Uh, uh, doing a lot of the PvE, and I've got Arcana. He's like level 27 now, so I've just been leveling up Arcana, mostly. <laughs> nice. Yep. All right, so that's us. And we're going to move on to news this week in esports. Not a lot going on this week, but we found out on Twitter, Cosmic Flare XL uh, hosted his own Cosmic Cup 2. And uh, the event was a bit last minute, as he noted himself. Um, he did catch us up on Twitter about it. Uh, the two-deck format, best two out of three. Two decks had to be different archetypes, characters, and skills. So it's kind of like the Duelings Pro, I believe. That's how... They ran their recent tournaments, and um, it was also interesting in that it implemented uh, rules for upcoming nerfs. So banning Destiny Draw, Hazy, all three-story demotion, all mind skin, and limiting Dakini and Machine Angel Ritual to two. Yeah, uh, I thought it was a little bit weird, at least based on how I was reading the challenge page. Um that they banned Destiny Draw Hazy instead of just any Destiny Draw deck. Um, but I might have been misreading that. And there weren't... We we didn't get any like deck lists or anything like that, so we, we weren't able to see if anyone brought a different type of Destiny Draw. Yeah. 63 players complete, competed in the $10 prize pool in Bragging Rights and included people like Yehei and Harambe Bay and other people. Uh, we don't have a ton of information, and those uh, you know those challenge or whatever uh, site they use, they don't really have the deck lists uh, on the site. The sites typically don't have that. It's like a lot of uploading, I guess. But um, so we don't. Yeah, we don't know who won the tournament, but um, the a fusion deck came over Cyber Angels. Do you know anything about the fusion deck? Like, was it was it? Um, the Elemental Heroes, or do you know what it was? He said, <clears throat> so this is based on a tweet that I saw that Cosmo put out. He said there were some insane games, a great comeback, and a fusion deck, and Elemental Heroes tech. And then it said that uh, it beat Cyber Angel. So I don't know if that was intended to be one deck or two, or both of the person's decks, but I think it might have been Elemental Heroes fusion deck beat Cyber Angels. Yeah, I could see it happening. Like, in, a go- in like, they didn't expect it, and they, they just beat them. Or, or, like, they do have really powerful effects if you get them off in time, and the Cyber Angels player didn't get what they wanted and stuff like that. I, I, I could see it happening. Yeah, I could definitely... I mean, sometimes you break, sometimes matchups aren't exactly what you expect, and um, it's, not, it's not unheard of, um, especially once you've applied the nerfs or limitations to cyber angels so the dakini and machine angel rituals so um we have the link to the twitch page which has at least some of the games up in vods so you guys could check it out we haven't gotten a chance to yet because we just saw these tweets uh like last night um but there's there's some good games there and some good players like we just mentioned so fun stuff yep check it out duel links pro they kind of expanded. They made their own website, so it's really cool. They were kind of the offshoot of Duelings Meta, and now they have a really cool website, kind of um, you know like a player rating page, like Gasu Gamers does have. And they have all the players who 
competed in Dueling's Pro Tournaments, Dueling's Meta, and the J Rabian Cup, I believe. And uh, mm-hmm. and they do have like a metric of how they calculate their scores. So it's always good to have methodology in how you do quantitative ranks, so that you could like there's fair criticism for it, but you could actually see numbers and why ranks are ranks. So it's always important to have like backup for your data. And um, yeah, I liked it. It um, makes a lot of things really exciting and it's kind of like setting the groundwork for a lot of stuff that you love to see in the community um one of them is that this is of course going to encourage um more players to play some people like to do these types of things for recognition and so it's nice to have this rating system where you can come in and try to beat like the very best players or or the highest rated players um and it's encouraging more tournaments because you kind of want to have a a tournament pool that this can this rating system will kind of um i guess recognize so you would want your tournaments to be of a high enough caliber with good enough players that you want uh it to make it onto the website to be counted and so that means that there might be more money going into tournaments there might be more admins um, there might even be money for invites to top level players uh, based on these ratings and stuff so this is a lot of the groundwork that I think is kind of a precursor towards um, having a more robust and um, official Duel Links esports scene and it's still funny to me how grassroots it is. Like, the players did it, and Konami did nothing to, to, to do it. Like, the closest thing that's official is the Kaiyu Cup. Yeah. Which is, by many accounts, like, the least competitive and the least, uh, like, it has low integrity because there's all these accusations of cheating and, like, People are pretty unhappy with the official Kaiyu Cup yeah. thing. It's, it's kind of like the... Uh, necessary evil, I guess, for a lot of the, these high-level players and for like the Reddit community and stuff. Whereas these other grassroots um, fan-made tournaments and stuff, it's all uh, the ones that people really care about a lot. So it's a it's definitely a funny scene how it's developing. But it's really cool that we get to kind of be on the ground uh, floor and see it all happen. Yeah, definitely. So it's definitely a good thing to check out and be a part of if you. You know, want some recognition as a competitive Duel Links player. Yeah, um, or if you just, you know, want to know who to follow, um, if you want to know a little bit more about the people who we tend to mention every time. Um, I noticed there were definitely some players who, whose names we recognize. Um, the top-rated player, based on their evaluation, is Luler, who we've mentioned a couple times before. Uh, Second-rated player is Tutpup, who, of course, we all know fairly well. Uh, Third-rated player didn't recognize Masterick. I've seen him around. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, you've seen him around. Um, And then there's lots of other names that we do know. Shiny Sofian, Yehei, Harambebe, Vincinity, Koizumi, and Pro Circuit Scrub were a couple that I recognized just uh, immediately, and and a couple others stood out as well. It's like, yeah, that sounds kind of familiar, so... It's nice to see that these people who are consistently in uh, the tournament scene are getting some recognition. It's our chance to, to, to go in next year, make a, make a name for ourselves. 
<laughs> That's right. Well, the next thing is also a good chance to make a name for yourself. Right. The Duel Links Meta Weekly Tournaments. They announced that next year, a DK has like a huge vision. If you've ever seen him talk, he has a huge vision of uh, you know making Duel Links Meta huge, and um, you know doing weekly tournaments. And this is kind of the first step for that. There's the two dollar buy-in for these weekly tournaments. Go into the prize pool, so uh, you know the money goes back to the winners, and they do give a cut to like the second, third, and I think top eight typically for the tournaments. Um, I think this announcement said top four, top but maybe four. if they have a big enough one, they'll give it to top eight as well. Yeah, those are the MCSs, I guess. The weekly ones are top four, I guess. Um, yeah. And they 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 typically take place in the middle of the week, though, so not everyone can participate. Um, but there's going to be one every week, and it's great for people who just want to try out a tournament. It's more casual than the MCS, just because there's a lower money... Um, pool and there's probably lower competition just because it's not on a Saturday or Sunday yeah and it's specifically kind of advertised and intended to be open for anyone Um, it says casual and competitive and fun community everyone can join Um, if you are a platinum player you can join if you're a new player you can join Um, so I think the specific intent is to make these kind of as big as uh, they can and as inviting as they can kind of like a Friday Night Magic equivalent I guess where every single week people are going to be coming over to to the Duel Links meta tournament if they want to maybe plan their schedule around it and make it happen yep so this is more geared for the casual player if you're listening uh, and want to try out a tournament so definitely check it out twitch.tv slash Duel Links meta yeah all right, we're going to get to the meat of today's podcast, and that's the new box, Primal Burst, which will probably be out a few hours after you listen to this podcast, or if you listen to this tomorrow, it is already out. <laughs> so the last few boxes haven't been too impactful, I think. They kind of strengthened the burn meta, and Gladiator Beasts were the big, like the main deck to come out of the last two, the second to last box, I believe. Yeah, the the six Sam have made a small impact as well, yeah. right? Yeah, a little, yeah. But but you're right. Neither one has really like been huge. So, this is the one that's going to come with the nerfs. I mean, the nerfs are going to come after this box is out, but it's impactful just for that. And there's a lot of new stuff. So let's see if this new stuff is enough. <laughs> we talked about these. We, we didn't get the full list last week, but we kind of knew what kind of things were in it. Dark World cards are in it, and uh, Redditor Frapplejack wrote a great post about Dark World uh, and knowing the difference between discard for effect and discard for cost. This is something I did not know. Uh, basically, the Dark World cards only activate on discard for effect. And a good example is... Um, what's that card? Tribute to the Doomed? is a discard for cost. So you can't use Tribute to the Doomed for a Dark World card because it's a cost, it's not an effect. The card Dark World Lightning reads target one set card on the field, semicolon, destroy that target, comma, then discard one card. So that the ability is dependent on targeting that one set card. If it's flipped, you don't get that effect off. You don't destroy the target, you don't discard a card. So, that is the problem with 
knowing the difference between the two things. There are some other cards that do help discard for effect, like Trance Arch Fiend, which fits because it's a fiend, first of all, and it gets stronger. So you could help trigger Dark World and increase the attack of Trance Arch Fiend. Uh, Drag Down to the Grave is a level 30 Shizu magic card. Bone Temple blocks a trap card, Rigorous Reaver, and also a trap card called Dark Smog. So there's like there's not that many of them that discard from hand. Uh, but Sephira, if you're facing a Sephira and they force a discard on your hand, that would work as well. Yeah, but I think you wouldn't. <laughs> if you're Sephira and you have Dark World out, you wouldn't. You do the other th- they two, two effects. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's a good point about the phrasing or the the way that things are written in cards. I mean, Yu-Gi-Oh's kind of have this history of iffy language on some yeah. of their cards. Um, so it's important to figure out these distinctions. Of course, when we're playing the game, it kind of helps you out with that a bit because cards will be either playable or not. And But this will help explain why things are happening uh, the way they are. And uh, obviously, if you're in a situation that you've never been in before, it's nice to have a little bit of an indicator as to how it's going to go. Let's talk about some of these cards. Dark World Lightning. This is the UR I just mentioned. And, you know, it's really high risk, high reward. If they flip a card, it doesn't activate. But if they... If you target a monster, it's always going to work, I think. Like, you can't counter... You can't flip up your monster. Uh, But monsters are usually in attack mode sometimes. Unless they're like a burn deck or something. And, you know, um... It's going to be a staple. It's a UR in a 200 card box, so it's expensive. Um, there's a lot of problems with this card, but it's also a very good card. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, like you said, the problem that things can be flipped uh, in response to it makes it a bit weaker. Um, I don't have it in front of me. Is it a quick play, or is it no, normal? No, normal, normal speed. Yeah, so that, that makes it a lot weaker, in my opinion. Uh, but the fact that you can target monsters is solid. There's not a ton of flip monsters in this game. Um, but in, from back when I used to play Yu-Gi-Oh, there were a lot that, you know, people did use. So this, it's, it's fairly powerful, but I'm not yeah. too convinced at this point. I don't think I'm going to run it. It has a floor, though. It lets you force an early activation on a card. So, like, you could force their mirror wall, like, a turn early if you're not attacking, stuff like that. that like, it has, like, a low floor, but it destroys Wall of D, which is good. So, you know, things like that. Yeah, that's true. There are now a lot of the more powerful traps in recent sets are the ones that you only use during the combat phase. And um, there is, like you said, significant value to other activating other ones earlier um, because then they can't two-for-one you in a different way for the mirror wall, for instance, or they have to pay extra life for it or something. So there's definitely some uses for it. I'm sure other people will use it. I might even end up changing my mind and using it, but right now I'm, I'm still not quite convinced. Yep. You uh, are card snow, dark world card seventeen hundred attack zero defense. So basically, what it, what it does is if it's discarded, you get to add a um, dark world card to your hand, and then if it's discarded by your opponent's effect, you get an additional ability of resurrecting a monster from your graveyard. So yeah, yeah. Man, talk about cards that are written like oddly. This is the worst, yeah. Yeah, and in my opinion, 
poorly because this card is just hard to parse. But yes, that's a good summary of what it does. And uh, so now you guys know. Don't try to read the card. Just come here and read the show notes or listen to the show. If you're playing Dark World, definitely get this card. That's that's, <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, Cerule, uh SR card. This is also, this is also a good card. Uh, when you discard it with a Dark World effect, you can give it to your monster, and then you get to discard another card. So you give it to your monster, I mean, you give it to your opponent, they get this 100 attack, 300 defense guy, and then he forces your opponent to discard, which is you. So you get a discard of another Dark World card, basically. Yeah. Rainbow, we talked about this guy last week, he's just a rare, but uh, Rainbow's ability is to... Uh, when it gets discarded by a Dark World effect, you either destroy all of your opponent's monsters or all of their traps and spells. Um, you know, it's definitely it's definitely you know worth mentioning just for that. It could just be a one-of in a Dark World deck, maybe. Mm-hmm. And Dark Smog, continuous trap card. Once per turn, you can target one monster in your opponent's graveyard, discard a fiend, and if you do, banish that target. So this kind of helps you discard your Dark World cards and also banish cards in the graveyard which counters resurrection effects yeah because um, after the nerfs to Cyber Angels maybe the resurrection effects will become super relevant again yeah I see a lot of Phoenix on the ladder I don't know about you I mean I haven't seen a lot of anything on the ladder because I haven't played a ton yeah. on the ladder I've, I played one Phoenix <laughs> but like Rez because of bones, that could just be a relevant thing as well. So uh, maybe. Yeah. Talk about volcanics. Yay! Hey, on Discord mentioned that volcanics can work as a package, so you could put like seven cards into ancient gears, like a volcanic uh, control package. So that's something you could do with it. It doesn't have to be its own deck, but uh, when they're in their own deck, you can use a card called Royal Firestorm Guards, which is a card from the DD Tower, the first DD Tower. And it kind of recycles your pyro monsters, and it's a seventeen hundred attack guy, so it's pretty good. Cool. Yep. All right, volcanic rocket. We talked about how good this card is. Nineteen hundred attack pyro and a tutor for blaze accelerator. Definitely a very good card. Yep. Definitely. Blaze accelerator is that uh, control card. It's a magic card. Where is it? My dueling book is messed up, but it basically lets you discard a 500 defense or lower pyro to destroy a monster each turn, and the ammunition for it is Volcanic Shell, which is a rare, but it's 100 attack zero defense, and it's the pyro you discard, and once per turn, you can pay 500 life points and add it from your deck to your hand, so you could tutor it as well. Oh, it must be in the graveyard for that to happen, so. Right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I like the recursion. I like bringing stuff back. That's always one of my favorites. I like card advantage. The It's funny because the whole Dark World thing is like taking advantage of anti-card advantage. So it's all very like... Every single time I look at one of the Dark World cards, it makes me like cringe a little bit internally because it's like discarding your own stuff to try to get effects, powerful effects. And uh, so this bringing things back into my hand, adding things to my hand it feels a lot more natural to me, I'm feeling better yep so you're not you're not a discard lock player at all it's kind of, it's kind of like what it is <laughs> <laughs> I guess so 
If there's a, I haven't looked through all of them yet, but there's if there's a, a Melkazar's, if there's a Melkazar's inversion, uh, then I'm good with it. There's a card, when this card inflicts battle damage, you can draw a card. Oh yeah, there's a Huntsman. Um, let me look up the Huntsman first. My dueling book is really messed up right now, I'm sorry. <laughs> Why does it take me forever to find this card? I mean, I can I can help. I don't even know what I he's don't... called, though. That's the problem. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe I can't help then. He's holding a bow, I think. Uh... Man, this is crazy. Yeah, his name is Bro, the oh. Huntsman of Dark World. Yeah, we, read right? away do- yeah read away he does. <laughs> All right. If this card is discarded to the graveyard by a card effect, draw one card, plus another card if this card was discarded from your hand to your graveyard by an opponent's card effect. Not because right here. Yeah, sort there you of. go. Kind of. Yeah, <laughs> sort of, sort of. But this looks like a good card for Dark World too, just to draw cards, like, because you're losing so many cards, as you mentioned. Right, and this one works particularly well with the, uh, whatever his name was, Cyril. Yeah, and this is just like a R or N, I forget, but it's, it's cheap, yeah. Nice. All right, let's move on to Gem Knights. Gem Knights are a fusion class, so that kind of makes them weaker on their own, but they, they're they not contact fusion. They need polymerization to fuse. That's important. That they have one-turn kill upside, though, so that's something that's exciting about them. They're really fast. That's always fun. Yep. Uh, so that kind of makes them, like, either really good or YouTube, right? Like, like if they're, like, <laughs> one-turn kill. Yeah, I mean... Obviously, Cyber Angels have the one-turn kill, um, which makes them very good for the latter because you can just play a ton of games really quickly, and if you get the right draw, you just win on the first turn. And so that's one of the upsides of this one-turn kill potential. But the other upside for Cyber Angels is that it's super consistent. So the question is, how frequently can you really rely on getting that one-turn kill? Gem Knight Prismora is a SR fusion. It is a Thunder 2450-1400. Fuse a Gem Knight and a Thunder. Um, once per turn, you can send a Gem Knight from your hand to the graveyard. Target one face-up card on the field and destroy a target. So it has that ability you know, to destroy stuff. And a bunch of the Gem Knights are Thunder. And I've seen people build decks with Thunder Dragon. So it helps thin out the deck. And... You know, and and it gives you fuel for the discard thing as well. So I I saw the Thunder Dragon as well. I or I saw that synergy as well. I I like it. Seems interesting. Um, I'm willing to give this one a try for sure. Yep. And this is one of the one turn kill cards, sort of. Gem Knight Citrine. It's a rare gem. Fuse a Gem Knight and a Pyro. Itself is a twenty two hundred nineteen fifty. If this card is attacks attacks or attacked, your opponent cannot activate cards or effects until the end of the damage step. So it's like a, it's like an ancient gear card basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's like other pieces. You you can't see why it's a one turn kill card now, but there's like other reasons for it. Um, and the card Gem Knight Garnet is actually a 1900 attack, and it's a fusion. It's a pyro and a Gem Knight, so it kind of works as both of the fusion materials here for this guy. Nice. So it's very easy to, to get this guy, I guess. That's one. Gem Knight Ruby is not as good. It's 2,500 attack fusion. Um, once per turn, you can tribute a Gem Knight 
this this monster gains attack equal to that monster's attack, and it inflicts piercing. Yeah, so that's I mean that's just a lot of damage output. Yep. And this is this is the piece that can make it a one-turn kill. Um, fragment fusion. All right, what does what does fragment fusion do? Uh, banish from your graveyard the fusion. It, it's a trap, first of all. Okay. Banish from your graveyard the fusion material monsters that are listed on a gem knight fusion monster card. Then special summon that fusion monster from your extra deck. This special summon is treated as a fusion summon. Destroy it during the end phase. So that you, I mean, you set it up the turn before, of course, because it's a trap. But that lets you essentially fusion twice for the yeah. same materials. So I can definitely see a huge amount of burst potential there. It also counts as extra polymerizations, which is, um, you know, nice. We don't need as much redundancy now since we have other ways to get extra polymerizations, but um, redundancy is always nice uh, for any deck, really, for consistency's purpose, but especially if you're trying to, like, kind of get a combo-type deck, you want as much redundancy as you can. And Citrine is uncounterable with um, spells and traps, so kind of that's kind of the guy you bring back. I think it kind of works well. Nice. Yep. Those are the gem knights, and they're pretty cheap. the The best, the most expensive one is Master Diamond, and he's apparently the worst one. So you don't have to worry about getting the UR. So nice. Yep. All right. Here are the Light Sworns. At first, I didn't like these at all. But then I saw uh, one of their cards and uh, makes it work a little better. So it makes them a bit better than I thought they were. Um, I was telling you how, how much I didn't like these cards, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah. They, as a reminder, they're a light attribute. They self-mill. Um, yeah, at first you see self-mill. It doesn't look too good. But let's talk about what they do. There's Jane Lightsworn Paladin... It's uh, basically one of these cards that self-mills, but it becomes 2100 during the battle phase. So it's like a 2100 attack warrior, and it mills two cards during the end phase. Um, Dragon. It's during your battle phase, though, right? Yeah, during... Yeah, so only when you attack, yeah. Right. So they'll probably clear it on the next turn, but having a 2100 beater is not bad. Yeah, it's like Cyber Dragon, so which isn't in the game, so. Dragonif Lightsworn Dragon. This is two thousand sixteen hundred six stars. Um so it gains three hundred attack and defense for each Lightsworn monster in your graveyard with a different name. If it attacks a defense monster inflicts piercing. During your end phase, send three cards. Mill with three cards. So, you know, it's a card that just gets stronger, but it's not worth it on its own, you know. It's just, um, you'll need two Light Sworns to make it, like, a 2600. With one, it's just worse than, like, a 2400, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gareth, Light Sworn Warrior, 1850, 1300 attack. Each time a card is sent to your deck, fr- from your deck to the graveyard by the effect of a Light Sworn monster, um, you can send two more cards from your deck to the graveyard and draw one for each Light Sworn monster. So this is a bit of a draw engine, and it has decent stats as it's on its own, too. Yeah, but man, are you going to run out of cards quickly. You, you are, yeah. The, the Lightsworn, because most people are running 20-card decks in this game because you can, and 
um, it can go by very quickly if you're milling like five at a time. Would there be a reason to run 30 with this archetype or no? I haven't yet seen one, but uh, you we'll haven't see. told us about all of them yet. Yeah. And I haven't gotten through the rest of them on my own. So yeah. what do you think? Are there any in here that kind of it's feel the, like it? It's the field spell that might be okay. Um, Realm of Light, each time a card is sent to the deck from your graveyard, place one shine counter on this card. All light sworn monsters gain a hundred attack for each shine counter. If this card would be destroyed by a card effect, remove two shine counters from this card. So this oh. makes them really big, right? Like, I, if you keep milling stuff. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, we were just talking about how you can get rid of like four in one turn very easily with just that one card, and so you know this makes sense to me because now you have a way to end the game very quickly. Uh, before you mill yourself to death. So, um, I like it. It's a cool card. And it's, it, I like yeah. that it protects itself, too. The problem is that it's a field that doesn't come with a skill, so you know you have to not mill this card, and you have to draw it. I guess that's the tough part. Yeah. And then, I guess maybe you would run 30 here to make it kind of work. You can maybe do <clears throat> 3 Realm of Light, 3 of... Uh, forget what it's called but the the pathfinder and yeah. if you have enough of these light swarm guys to make that work then maybe you can but i'm not sure if we have enough we'll have to see yeah uh you're you're kind of playing with the razor razor's edge there because you want to get as many things as you can to your graveyard so that your guys are buff but then you only have like one or two turns of attacking with it before you yeah. build yourself to death so it's interesting. I'll, I'll probably try it out and play with it and see if I like it. I like decks that require some sort of deck building challenge or that make you think of deck building differently, even if it's not like particularly difficult to do. But just um, as you guys might recall from a while back, I was obsessed with the merchant decks yeah. for, a long, for a long time. Every week I was playing a new merchant deck. So uh, that was, of course, a 30-card deck. And um, this could be too, depending on how we want to build it. We'll see. That was a time when we didn't care about King of Games, right? <laughs> it was a yes. simpler time. <laughs> yeah, a simpler time. <laughs> yeah, but these cards are pretty... You know, like, you see those cards, they look like garbage, but then you see the field spell, and it's like, oh, they they might have something here. <laughs> That's just what I came across. Yeah, I figured there had to be some sort of downside, or reason to make the huge downside into an upside. Um, because the cards were not good enough on their own for the downside to be uh, worth it. But once you're flipping that downside into an upside, then it becomes like a, a bit more of a calculated risk than just a downside. Yep. All right, these have no like upside, Cloud the Cloudians. Um, <laughs> they can't be destroyed in battle, but if they're flipped into the defense mode, they get destroyed, so... You know, like all of our back row flip stuff, almost all of it, like most decks. Yeah, exactly. Like, have you ever heard of Sphere Karibo, Windstorm, all of those things? Right. So these guys aren't too good, but they might have some uses in stall decks. Like, let's say you put like a one of in attack mode or something, or defense mode, and it just stays there. They might have some use, like, a, like not themselves as a theme, but maybe they might have some stall ability. I like that. So instead of like attacking with them and putting yourself at risk for all these various things that negate attacks and flip positions, um, you 
have them as like a wall. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, it's like a spirit reaper sort of deal. Yeah, right. So then the only issue is like econ, but but other than yeah. that, I mean that's cool. Yep. So I'm not gonna cover them just because they kind of suck. Um, now the giraffes. The giraffes are dinosaurs that are on fire, so that's just cool on its own. Just just <laughs> not having that. We already have one giraffe. Yeah. Uh, do you know this card? We have one. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. remember it. We got yeah. it. It's not that good because uh, it's like a two tribute guy. Right. Okay. Yeah, I didn't really remember what he did, but yeah. I think he gains attack when he destroys something. He's like twenty six hundred, so it's like, or twenty eight hundred. I forget. It's like weaker than blue eyes. But um, we're getting the other, the backup here, the 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 platoon here. Drac Guaiba. What does this guy do? Seventeen hundred attack, four hundred attack, four hundred defense. Dinosaur. If this card destroys a monster, an opponent's monster by battle, you can special summon a Drac with seventeen hundred attack or less from your deck, but it can't attack this turn. So it's like Hydrogeddon, but worse because you can't, they can't keep attacking. But mm-hmm. um, it adds the number of Hydrogeddons, and it's not the it's not the worst thing in the world to have more monsters on the board. And you could use like Econ to steal the the opponent monster or something like that. Yeah, that's an SR though. Um, Drac Hera. This is just a rare card. It's the one with two cannons on its back. Um, Oh, here it is. Okay. 2300 attack, 1500 defense, 6 stars. When a defense monster, defense position Drac you control is destroyed by battle, you can special summon this card from your hand or graveyard. So it could be like a free 2600. That's its upside. Yeah, and it, it kind of counters the, um, I guess like the, the counterplay to the dinos as you flip them into... Uh, defense position, they're significantly weaker. Right. Most of them, anyway. And so this kind of counters the counterplay. Yep. That's something. Dractera. Um, here it is. This, Eight, this one's yeah. just Moltres. No, it, it's. It, um, look- it looks like Moltres, but the uh, Aerodactyl. It's like an Aerodactyl Moltres. Yeah. I mean, I guess Aerodactyl's the. The old, you know, prehistoric dinosaur, dinosaur yeah. thing, but like the art looks like Moltres. Oh yeah, the, the way it's, it's like facing the air, right? Yeah, sort of. <laughs> Moltres reminded me of Nephis, sort of. Or is that, or is that someone, or is that a hole? Uh, I'm completely messed up here. <laughs> I mean, Moltres is the original Firebird. Oh, it was like the Sunbird or something. I don't know. I played a lot more Gen One than Gen Two. Anyway. Yeah, Terra. <laughs> Direct Terra, 800 attack, 1500 defense. If this card is attacked, return the attacking monster to the hand after damage calculation. And this card gains defense equal to the returned monster's level times 100. So it only gains defense if it stays on the board. Uh, but it always returns a monster, and it's just an mm-hmm. end. So it's very good. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah, and, like the, you know, 1500s okay as a base defense yeah i mean maybe you'll have to protect it um with a half shot or a a mirror wall or something to really get it going but it's not like unheard of you know senjus have less than that other things can attack into it and and think they might be able to get over it and just not 
of course, bouncing to send you is probably worse than <laughs> them taking a hundred and making your Patera slightly stronger. So right. there's that. And the other bounce cards in the game are URs. I think both Gale Lizard and Hain Hain are both URs. So it's kind of it's a very cheap ability to bounce. That's what's good. That's about. true. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's move on. Six Sam's. They got a few new cards um, with these Bushido effects. Mm-hmm. So I have to find the card. Okay, Shen's Shen's Daredevil. It's a four star sixteen hundred thousand warrior. When this card's normal summoned, place a Bushido counter on it. This card gains three hundred attack while it has a Bushido counter. So it's like a nineteen hundred. Once per turn, you can target one face-up card in the field. You can place a Bushido counter on. Remove the counter on this guy and place on that card. So cool. Yep. I don't think he's a six samurai though. Um, hand of the six samurai is one, but I don't think this guy is. Yeah, I doubt it. Usually, the way Yu Gi Oh does it is based on the name, and then some cards, because like some cards even have like a totally different name, but it just happens to have that word in it, and then it'll say this does not count as uh, that. So I think it's most likely based on the name, unless there's like text in the card that says it counts as, and this has neither, so I don't think it is. Temple of the Six. This is a field spell. Each time a Six Samurai is summoned or normal summoned, place a Bushido counter on this card. Monsters <clears throat> your your opponent control lose 100 attack for each counter. So it's like uh, Wonder Balloons as a field. Yeah, it's also similar to um, the one that we were just talking about for the self-mill deck. It's like the right. inverse version. Yep. It's okay. Yeah. Um... Shen's Dojo. I cannot find this card. <laughs> Alright, let's see. Okay, here Trusty. it is. Okay. C- continuous magic card. Each time a six samurai is normal summoned or special summoned, place a Bushido counter. We're getting a theme here. Bushido counter on this card. You can send this card to the graveyard. Special summon one six samurai or Shen effect monster from your deck whose level is less than or equal to the number of counters on this card. So it's it's kind of like Ancient Gear Castle, but it takes longer. Yeah, Do you like it? But, uh, yeah, also, though, it pulls it from your deck, which is also uh, interesting. So I'm going I'm to so, get rid of this text right here. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I don't know. We could disagree. Um, I don't know. I, I like it. I didn't... So you're currently playing Six Samurai. I tried it out for, like, a hot minute, maybe yeah. a handful of games, and I just didn't really like the archetype very much. But maybe this will swing it in a way that I do like it more, and uh, perhaps that version of it is weaker, though. <laughs> and, and the version yeah. that I don't like as much is the stronger one. So, The version I'm playing has all of the hot back row you would want, uh, and it's faster than a control deck. That's what I like about it. It's Because you get your, your guide to destroy the back row, and instead of dinosaurs, you're waiting for that electro. You're waiting forever for an Electro to lock down the back row, and then they win. So that's what I liked more about Six Samurai than than Dinosaurs. Mm. Yeah. Um, six Strike Strix, Six Strike Thunder Blast. This is a trap card. If I could find it, <laughs> Man, I really should put these cards in order. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well I got it up on Google. Right. 
What is it? Google's my friend. All right. So like you said, it's a trap card, and it reads, remove one Bushido counter from your side of the field to activate one of these effects. First one is target one monster your opponent controls and destroy it. And the second effect is target one card your opponent controls and return that to their hand. Yep. It seems like it's cheap removal and it's free because all these cards do add those counters to things. Yeah. I mean, the question is whether you want to sacrifice a counter for this. um, Because it, for instance, makes the Shin's Daredevil essentially useless if you take off his counter there. Right. Um, But you might have extra counters on, like, the dojo, uh, where you only have things that are up to... I forget how big the the biggest uh, boss monster for the samurai is, but, yeah, you only... You only have seven, but it, it has eight counters, so then it's it's free because you don't need that eighth counter. Um, so, yeah, I can see that getting some play. It's nice to have some destroy effects. I don't think it's the most powerful. I think you would maybe rather just run a super rush or you know any of the other ways that you can disrupt their monsters, but yeah, um, it's definitely within the conversation. All right, let's go through some of the cards that have no theme. Spell Striker, uh, 600 Attack Warrior. You can special summon this card from your hand by banishing a spell from your graveyard. This card can attack your opponent directly. You take no battle damage from attacks involving this card. So I saw this card and I thought, you know, mine's eye burn, <laughs> sort of. Yeah, it's only it's kind of like a one-trick pony though, because it it's a special summon when you summon him. So you yeah, said, the, with the, the magic spell? card. Yeah. Yeah, so that's nice. It gives you the two thousand that turn, um, and so the fact that he stays on the field and isn't like protected by his own bounce or remove effect like the other monsters in the deck are wouldn't matter as much because you're probably only using him on the turn that you're killing your opponent or at least you know expecting yeah. to kill your opponent. So I like it. Yep. Kaiser Glider. This is an SR. Oh, yeah, the, the previous card was a UR. This one's an SR. 2400 attack dragon with 2200 defense. Cannot be destroyed by battle of a monster that has the same attack. If this card is destroyed and sent to the graveyard, target one monster in the field and return it to the hand. So it will beat, like, a 2400. Like, if they're, they're fighting each other, this guy would just kill a tie fight, so that's useful. But mm-hmm. they usually run beatdown. Like, uh, Crowler or Kaiba uses beatdown, so they'll beat it. Um, it does have a bounce effect, though, so it kind of negates that it costs a tribute, I guess. Yeah, it's decent. Yeah. doesn't really fit anywhere, though. That's my problem with it. Like, one tribute dragon, like, where is that going to go? Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's a little bit of a weird thing. But... The, well, one... Oh, Sorry, before we move on, one more thing, though, is that the Spell Striker is yet another card to help you with one tribute monsters. Because oh, it's, it's a, a free free summon. free summon, yeah. Yeah, so... So it's a good, um, good card. I, I feel like every set they try to put, like, one more way that you can make a one tribute monster possible. And, you know, it's possible that this these two cards kind of combo together. It's going to be the BES meta. All those BES cards are going to come out. They're just yeah. going to destroy us. Yeah. That's true. Those might be better as, one, as far as one tribute monsters go. Mist Archfiend, 2400 tech, 0 defense, 5 stars. You can normal summon this card without tributing a monster. 
If you do this during the end phase, it is destroyed and you take a thousand damage. So this is like a really big charge guy in some card games, and then they destroy themselves. I've seen this. I think they, they exist in Magic, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Everything exists in Magic. It's like the Simpsons of the card game world. Like, yeah. Magic did it. Um, this is probably yeah. the worst in dueling stuff. <laughs> right, so that's a good point. This exists in other card games, but in Duel Links, there are several ways that you can prevent an attack for one turn, and so you get a lot less of the benefit for this type of card, and it's very easy for you to pretty much just get hit with the downside. So at first I was really excited when I saw this guy, I was like, oh, it's another like handless beatdown type card. Um, but then I saw your review and you're like, this isn't so good in duelings, and I'm like, damn, bro. You're right. You know, what? you know, you know what? I do play a lot of handless, and you know, you just storm the board and you're golden. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's kind of that's the point, right? Is that it's another one of those cards where the downside isn't supposed to matter because you're only supposed to play it on the turn when you're winning with it. Um, but I think your original bad, yeah. point that it's just it's very easy to kind of counter in this game. Um, based on the card pool that we have and the cards that are fairly common. Uh, so I don't think it will have a very big impact. Right, it's just a filler SR. Yeah. Dark Dark Nephis. We're just going to mention this because Nephis is played a lot. It's a SR as well. 2400 attack, 1600 defense. If you have three or more Dark Monsters in your graveyard and this card in your hand, you can banish two of them and send this card to the graveyard. During your next standby phase... After this card was sent to your graveyard, you can special summon it uh, from the graveyard. When this card is special summoned, target one spell or trap and destroy it. So this is worse than the original in every single way. But the, the, the good thing about it is it fits in some of the dark decks, uh, where they have the extra monsters in the graveyard with nothing to do. And it right. works there. Yeah. Yeah, that's the way that I was going to say that it's not worse, is that it fits more easily into things. You don't have to build an entire deck based around it. So I think it it's possible that it sees some play, but you're right. For a lot of reasons, it's worse than the original um, in a lot of ways. And just, I suck for bouncing around so much, but I just remembered something. For the last guy... Mm-hmm. Can you use the uh, chalice on him to kind of silence him so you don't get the downside and you just get a beefy guy? It depends which end phase counts first, right? Mm. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's a good, Maybe that's that's a good question. Idea. Yeah. Consult the rule book for that one. Yeah. Or we'll just try it unless that comes out later. <laughs> so just, just toss a game, just lose a game, see what happens. Yeah, Bella. Bella needs a win every once in a while. Yeah, that's true. Earth armor in ninja, sixteen hundred, twelve hundred, five star ninja. Uh, if your opponent controls a monster and you control none, you can special summon this from your hand. Well, it's like Cyber Dragon. Uh, yeah. You know, it doesn't look too good, but ninjas are getting nerfed, so it's you know it's just important to know what this is. It exists. <laughs> Yeah, so this is, again, uh, I feel like just a broken record here, but this is yet another way to make one tribute monsters better. So um, I'm, I'm excited about this as well. I always love ways to kind of ramp up to stuff, and especially, as you point out, after three-star gets nerfed, 
there's going to be more reasons for you to need to do that instead of just cheating them out with your skill. So I think this guy's actually fairly solid. I don't know if it'll see play. It depends entirely on whether you want that ramp potential, I think. Um, but I like it. I'm always excited to see cards like this. They do run Senior Silver Ninja, and that's that's a one tribute. So that could help for that card, for sure. There you go. Yeah. And the last card, Sage of Stillness. This is just an N, 1400 attack, 1000 defense. If this card destroys an opponent's monster by battle, your opponent cannot activate trap cards during the next turn. So, this kind of reminds me of that card, um, Desidera of Rituals. Back then, when they used Relinquished all the time, I was so confused as why I couldn't destroy, like, I couldn't use a trap on Relinquished. But it was like, they, they did something the previous turn to summon him. So this guy mm-hmm. has, like, a sneaky ability of that. Yeah, kind of. When it says next turn, it means their turn, right? Their because, next turn, yeah. Yeah, yeah so... A lot of people, like, it's not super relevant because a lot of traps are activated on your turn anyway. So, like, you're attacking, you get to block them on their turn, but they weren't probably going to use a trap on their turn anyway. And then on your next turn, when you want to negate the traps, uh, they're back to being available. So, eh. Yeah. But, whatever. It's just the end, yeah. Yeah. All right, we're done with the set. You know, it's going to come out later today. And we're going to buy it, because so, we have gems. So. Yeah, yeah, probably. All right, Duelist Chronicles. It's going to end on the 8th. I'm done with it. It was much shorter than I expected. It's only four zones, and they do have the two duels in each zone. Uh, I predicted all of them last week, but then there were some that didn't happen, and they just wrapped it up in a cutscene. Um, Tristan is nowhere to be seen. How sad are you? I accepted it by, <laughs> like, halfway through, I was like, oh, he's not going to come. <laughs> oh, rip. Something's funny, though. Uh, let's talk about censorship. <laughs> How much do you want to talk about censorship? Uh, whatever, you, whatever you're feeling for it. All right, so Merrick wears, like, an undershirt. <laughs> you see him? He wears an undershirt, right? And in the anime, he doesn't. And then mm-hmm. the cutscene, they show, like, the manga things now. I don't know if you're aware of that. They show yeah. Bakura licking a knife, like, right after. Like, he's, like, drawing blood from his tongue. And it's like, they censor that, but then they don't censor that. It's like, mm, kind of weird. Yeah. America, <laughs> maybe that's just our version, because America's always been more hung up on nudity than violence. So That's true. That's why all these cards in the anime have horrible, um, like, Microsoft Paint things. <laughs> Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. But we do get some new cards, like Panther Warrior and Little Wing Guard. I might be missing another card, but, um, you know, there's free SRs, and you, you just keep rolling the boxes for them. They're free stones, so. Yeah. And a lot of gems from the, the boxes as well, so. Yeah, I gotta get back in there. I haven't gotten very far into it, but um, it's... It's kind of a medium interest uh, event for me whenever they do these Duelist Chronicles because it's a lot more engagement than just, like, auto-dueling. But So then I have to choose whether I want to spend my time actually doing this versus uh, playing PvP. But yeah. It's kind of like 
I don't know, halfway engagement because you could then auto do like the individual event uh, fights, a lot of them. So, and then I always end up with about a million extra dice because I spend all day auto dueling and then don't use it all. Um, so I'm pretty much failing at this event, but I'll get it yeah, done before it's gone. I think each round you get like 1600 coins, and I only met like one of the three conditions because I didn't feel like doing all the conditions. Yeah. So you get like sixteen hundred each time. It's pretty. It's a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Not bad. And then you also get Arcana uh, playable for completing the first round. Um, yeah. It's a lot of dark magician cards. I definitely need to do all of that <laughs> to get Arcana. Yeah, mine's like level twenty-seven or anything. <laughs> yeah, I've been sitting on bones instead, but I should grab. I'm definitely going to grab him. Um, yeah. It's probably later today. Yeah, definitely. It's important to do at least one round. And yes. he has a lot of the Dark Magician cards. They're new. And, you know, all the gems and skills. Let's talk about the skills quickly. Show of Nightmares. Um, you know, it should be, It would have been a good idea to look up what the skills do <laughs> before <laughs> I went into this thing. Um, Show of Nightmares can be activated if you have three or more spell cards with different names in your graveyard. Randomly add one spell card in your graveyard to your hand. This could only be used once per duel. <clears throat> so it depends on having three skills, three spells in your graveyard. Typically, you'll have like econ, and it's it's a lot easier for certain decks than others. Like if you run like a lot of one ofs. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a powerful effect to add uh, a card to your hand, but having three different spells in, in your graveyard is. I mean, except for maybe for a burn deck. They play a lot yeah. of spells. A lot of decks only really play one or two spells, so you have to build your deck very specifically yeah. to um, work for this. Um, I guess Cyber Angels is another deck that tends to run um, at least three different spells. For now. But, well, now it is, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> once the nerfs go live, that is. Um, so, I don't know. It's... It seems like there's probably some deck that's going to use and abuse it, but it's not like an obviously powerful skill that everyone's going to use or anything like that because you have to build your deck very specifically for it. Right. Uh, a trick up the sleeve. Your starting hand will include one level 7 or higher dark spellcaster monster randomly selected from your deck. This skill will not activate if your deck does not contain any level 7 dark spellcasters. So you start with the card in your hand, Dark Magician, Dark Magician of Chaos, Gravekeeper's Oracle, or Dark Eradicator Warlock, or Cosmo Queen. That's that's it for this game. Yeah. So um, I think Dark Magician, obviously there's some uses there, and the Gravekeeper, there's some uses there. I don't actually even know what the Dark Eradicator Warlock is. Is that that's just What's a that beefy burn guy? guy? It was that uh, burn guy? I forget what he... Like, we didn't care about getting him from Arcana. <laughs> that guy. Oh, right. Yeah. So, I don't know. And, yeah. It's, You're getting... Tutor, tutor effects are always cool, so yeah. if you build your deck specifically around a card, um, now you have it in your hand, so that's nice. But And you could actually special summon Dark Magician for free now. Well, not for free, but level 40 Arcana gives you Dark Magic Curtain, and you pay half your life points to special summon Dark Magician. There you go. That's OP. Uh, Master of Magicians can be used after your life points decrease by 2,000. 
randomly add 1,000 knives, dark magic attack, or dark magic expanded to her hand. This skill can only be used once per duel. Yeah, so I like this one. It's uh, like the Pegasus creator skill. Uh, and like you said, if you play the magic curtain, then you get to activate this as well, uh, which gives you oh, another nice. powerful card. So, you know, it, there's a huge difference between the powerful cards. I hope that it works similarly to the creator skill where it's based on kind of the board state, which one it gives you. So that would make it a little bit of a better skill because right now I'm a little bit unsure if you'd want to. If you could use it multiple times per duel, then it'd be super good. But um, since it's limited to once, you need to make sure that it definitely hits. So, you know, I, I, think, I hope yeah. that it's good. I think they're careful while making skills too good now. Like, yeah. They are. yeah, yeah. I think they decided... I think they wanted all the skills to be roughly on the power level of the skills that, like Power of the Dark, um, yeah. that have the field spell on at the start of the game, and they kind of messed up on a few, and yeah. so now they're kind of toning it down a bit. Yep. And he also comes with Power of the Dark, Spell Specialist, uh, Draw Sense Dark, stuff like, like, you know, weaker spells. So there's a pick a gift campaign where you pick one of three prizes, and you get to pick gems and SRs, and also there's a new card. Onikuji, it's a trap card. Once per turn during your standby phase, your opponent declares one card type. Excavate the top card of your deck. Then if it's that type of card, your opponent draws one card. Otherwise, discard one random card from their hand. Place the excavated card on the bottom of your deck. Cool. I mean, yeah. um, I don't... <laughs> I don't know if I'm really going to... I don't really see any like immediate use for it, but yeah. new cards are always cool. Yep. And Spiral Spear Strike is a card we get, I think, from leveling up Yugi, and now we can get three of them. Um, I passed on the third... I passed on the first one, and I got a rare ticket, so I'm only, I'm only getting two of these. <laughs> but um, it's not that playable unless you have a better version of Gaia, the Dragon Champion. Yeah, I ended up just getting it because... I don't know. I couldn't think of the things that are the rare tickets, and I didn't know if it was better or not, so I went with the, the card, and I was like, whatever. Um, but, yeah, like you said, it's I don't expect it to really see any play or anything. Yeah, I, when I got it, I didn't realize that we only had one, so that's why I picked the rare ticket. Mm. Yeah. All right, because we're the dual assessment, we have to say that there's a new dual assessment category in Divine. When you normal summon a Divine monster, you get a thousand dual assessment. It's a lot. Yeah. It is. Yep. So maybe that's like a new uh, benefit for farming. You can use... Uh, which one do we have? We have raw. Raw, so... farm. raw farm, yeah. Yeah. Maybe. And raw does like... Uh, he negates the spells, I think, for one turn. Well, yeah, I'll do that, but it's okay for something. Well, you can't get the vassal down. Yeah, I don't know how it's going to work. Someone smarter than us will figure it out, and then we'll let yeah. you guys know about it. Reddit crowns the best posts of the year. So there's like a post about the best posts on the subreddit. What are our favorite memories of Duel Links this year since the year is wrapping up? Yeah, so one of them here 
is I totally agree with. A couple of them I didn't really know or just disagreed with, but uh, the first one that they have, uh, which is the best dual links related meme, is the drawing someone did of Kaiba having right. like flipped over his chair and he's like shouting at Bella, who's clearly, you know, a child, and that she's a third rate duelist with a fourth rate deck. So that I think was one of the best little bits of fan art and stuff that has come out of the community. I totally agree with that one. Um, as far as like my own, um, you know, moments of the year, uh, it's just been a whirlwind of the year. I mean, we've only had Duel Links for this year, so everything about Duel Links <laughs> um, has been a great memory for this year. Obviously, starting this podcast was um, was a big thing, thanks to you for uh, convincing me to join you and doing that, and um, just all the great memories of playing, some of the early you know, innovations in the game and just kind of discovering this whole um, IP that I just hadn't really interacted with outside of just like memes and GIFs and stuff for a, a long time. It's really nice to come back to it all and to have added this to my, you know, daily gaming fix. Yeah. Um, I would say that Duel Links... Uh... I guess say I didn't care about Yu-Gi-Oh last year. Like I, this time last year, I wouldn't have told you a thing about Yu-Gi-Oh, other than I played it back then. That's all I would have told you. Mm-hmm. Um, now I guess this podcast and also playing the game, I know a lot more. I actually watch GX for fun, and I think it's really good now. So it's kind of weird. Uh, I got more into it. Yeah, and getting King of Games twice that was good. Uh, you know, I, ne- I didn't. I was never really good at Hearthstone. I never really put like a ton of work into it. I guess that's why I never got anywhere. But uh, um, in Duelings, I was able to get the max. So it's good to get the the max level in something. So that was cool. Yeah, yeah. It's really nice to have that accomplishment. Um, Hidden King of Games. It's really fun, especially that first time. It felt like like such an accomplishment. Um, now I think the way that they've kind of um, then the season restarts it, it feels a little bit less uh, like an accomplishment each time but that first one just felt so good so uh, I definitely appreciate it's also just interesting to see how a, a different company works on a successful digital card game uh, coming from Hearthstone Konami and Blizzard have very different ways of handling their respective games and uh, it's really interesting as a consumer and as like a, just a fan of game development and a fan of um, trading card games and all of that. It's just interesting to see it all. So it's been a whirlwind, great experience. Great experience. Are we are we done here? I, I, I was thinking we could be, unless you wanted to just really quick remind everyone what's coming up. All right. I, I think we talked about it last time, didn't we? Yeah. Um, I, I guess I'll just bring up the new the new bits. The new bits are um, Zane's confirmed early January. We're getting a one-year anniversary with an incredible card <laughs> in January. Um, there's a regular duel of fun. Uh, Yugi Moto is coming to the gate. There's a tag duel tournament where we're actually teaming up with a uh, computer, so it's not like a full PvP experience. 
right. we're getting a Super Chaz in early February, and the Kyber Cup will be announced early February. Yeah, so there's a lot of good stuff to come. Um, I'm I'm excited. The tag duel thing. I think a lot of people are going to be disappointed about that, but I'm actually yeah. kind of relieved because it it makes it less messy, in my opinion. I'm yeah, okay less people to troll you. <laughs> yeah, less people to troll you. So uh, there's a lot of good stuff to look forward to in the in the new year for Duel yep. Links. We're just getting so, started. We're just getting started, yeah. We're going to be big next year, watch. <laughs> <laughs> um, happy New Year, everyone. Thanks for everyone who supported us, talked to us, and believed in us. Yeah, thanks a lot. It, we're just doing this for fun. We've always just been doing this for fun and for our own interest, and it's really nice when we get some encouragement from you guys to keep doing it, when we get some interaction, uh, when we get some support, be it monetary or through uh, reviews and all that other stuff that we're going to get to in a sec. Um, it just uh, feels nice to have other people along with us on the ride. So we hope you enjoyed it and hope that you continue to enjoy it, and we'll see you guys next year. Yep. Find us on the Apple Store, Google Play, Stitcher, and others. Check out the podcast and more at dualassessment.wordpress.com. We have a YouTube channel. If you want to help support us, patreon.com slash dual underscore assessment. Email us at dualassessment at gmail.com. Tweet us, dual underscore assessment, me at Green Ranger, HS and Deck Tech at HS Deck Tech. Wow, that was quick. I tried, yeah. <laughs> All right, happy new year, guys. See ya.